Blog Talk Radio. everyone this is marty oakley of the ppj gazette online this is the ts radio network and things are boiling and roiling and rolling and i swear i don't know what we're going to do um we keep trying to figure out what to do but it's getting harder by the day i want to remind everybody that these shows are brought to you in coordination with marcel reed and the whistleblowers live website you can visit that at www whistlebloworslife.com they have a live chat there so if you want to talk to anybody over there you just have to chew yourself in and um, oh goodness where to even start our guest this evening has been on with us before several years back and we hope to have her on several more times before this is over and this woman's background um I just absolutely was amazed. Uh, She was a licensed real estate broker, a licensed land developer and general contractor, a licensed court-appointed guardian ad litem and trained in courtroom proceedings, and licensed in Mexico for land development. This was just among a few things that she did, and uh, I should have accomplished as much. What we're going to be talking about tonight is this woman's 20-year odyssey through some of the worst corruption I've ever read about or seen. And this all started back when she was a real estate broker. And um, she had, uh, she was, of course, upholding fair housing. And in this all-white community in Minnesota, they didn't want any minorities. And she reminded them that it was against the law and refused to evict a family of black people. So they put her in jail and then removed the blacks using a crooked racist judge in Washington County who ruled against Marlena. Um, This was 20 years ago, and this was the catalyst for everything that has followed since then. And she has fought them tooth and nail, and they've, of course, raped and pillaged everything she had, and uh, she's still out there fighting. And I think this is a heads-up to everybody. I don't care. How bad it gets, you keep going. Don't let them get away with this stuff. They are getting away with it. We were just talking, and uh, my observation is that the corruption is so blatant, the law-breaking so blatant, they don't care if you know because you can't do squat about it anyway. But we're trying to change that. So hopefully we can change, even if it's just some small part. It's a start. And with that, I'm going to bring our guest on. Marlena, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, okay. Just old and cold. <laughs> <laughs> Same year. Yeah, there you Same go. Same year, my friend. <laughs> there you go. It just keeps rolling, doesn't it? And uh, I look back now and ask myself, how did I get here? You know, 
Because I can remember being 30 years old, 40 years old. It's like, wait a minute, slow down, (laughs) you know, slow down. But Marlena, where do you want this to, there is so much here to talk about. You've been involved in so many things and done so much, you know, where is a good place to start on this for you? Well, you know, uh, with my journal, uh, it's called Marlena's Journal Silence. I mean, this is just a horrific true story that started, uh, like you indicated earlier, because I refused to evict a, a black family from my housing development. And it is- escalated from there into an all-out war by the Minnesota establishment by stealing all of my ass, uh, a- uh, assets simply because I exposed what was taking clothes behind closed door. Uh, uh, they, it was gaslighting, character assassinations. I've been called everything under the book, under the sky, so to speak. And yet they continued on uh, when they know when I had um, when they've taken all my assets. I mean millions and millions of dollars worth of assets. Uh, then and wow. using the courts, using the courts uh, to basically file. Uh, judgments and then stealing the property. I mean, there was nothing I could do because it was not only the city, it was the the county and the state that were involved in this, including the Washington County Sheriff Department that sat outside uh, and watched them steal, cut down my signs, and just um, destroy uh, my properties. It just oh, is, wow. like I said, it's so horrific that it's just, just to even talk about it just makes my stomach growl. Yeah. Well, I, but know, it where has did so it... many legs. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering, this incident in this housing development, uh, where did people get off thinking they could decide who could be in there? And that's just what I, I don't get. And having been in Minnesota all those years... Um, the the racism up there is very profoundly um, yeah. underground. You don't well, you, see it like, yeah, not like here in the South where it's open and in your face yeah. for the most right. part. Up there, it, it ran behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, it is very, like you said, it's very racist. And even uh, TPT, uh, the TV uh, here, did a uh, documentary and they called uh, Minnesota Jim Crow North, and and that is uh, truly correct. Because yeah. how they do it, how they do it now. Imagine this: the state legislators created a legislative legislatively uh, into uh, this organization called Minnesota League of Cities. And what they're right. supposed to do, they basically set the format and directions for all 853 cities in Minnesota. The problem with that is they hired a law firm that was essentially helping the cities write their zoning laws and uh, redlining and preventing a lot of the minorities from moving into the communities. And so that's where it all started. And um, they were the ones, they were the very law firm that were involved. And I don't mind mentioning their names. It's Green Spell Luger. And remember that name, Luger, because he was, when he got done stealing 
through uh, the various uh, uh, court cases. I mean, that's what they did. This law firm did. They'd file lawsuits against me and and uh, essentially put judgments on the properties and then foreclose. Well, when it came down to filing for a uh, discrimination, which I did with both the Minnesota Department of Health and the DOJ, they both found that there was racial and gender discrimination. And uh, what they did then was froze the city's assets pending prosecution. A prosecution never took place because then the politicians got involved. And at that point in time, it was Senator Norm Coleman. And she apparently, yeah, Norman, yeah, I think his name is Norman Coleman. Well, basically what he did is he just, the ruling by the DOJ was basically undermined and became null and void because they made this Luger guy the U.S. Senator for Minnesota. That's yes. who. That's who had all the power. Then and then it just continued. It was it. And he followed me. This guy. It wasn't only about my development. This guy took it personally. And no matter where I went, California, Arizona, he was there to collect the paycheck. Oh wow! And it just went on like that for twenty years. Wow. And you know, I remember. Yeah, I remember Norm Coleman from when I was up there. Uh, he was often referred to as the chameleon. He um, absolutely had no spine whatsoever. And then whoever he was talking to, he changed his pitch to suit them. And um, yeah. the last time he ran, he was running kind of a dual thing to see if he could get reelected senator. And then, But he was also wanting to run for president. And I'm telling you, people just absolutely blew apart. This guy was... You would not have wanted him in that position, but he couldn't yeah. have wanted anyway. And um, but yeah, he was he was a piece of work. He kind of fell into the dustbin of history. I've never seen or anything about him for years. And um, but yeah, he just like I say, they called him the chameleon. And um, he didn't he didn't have a firm statement on anything. It just changed, like I say, with whomever he was speaking with. And yeah. um, so it just. But in all of this. Um, and like this Luger guy, I remember him too by name. I don't remember him actually as yeah. a person, but by name. And is he still up there? Oh, yeah. In fact, Trump fired him. I mean, he was oh. brought on. He was brought on by Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, and Al Franken. And this was during the Biden administration. And through all okay. of this, he kept right on stealing, from, like I said, court case after court case. Uh, but anyhow, then when Trump became president, he fired him. And so, uh-huh. but even even with him being fired, he still had his his all of his cronies uh, uh-huh. at the U.S. Uh, Department of Justice here in Minneapolis uh, doing uh-huh. his dirty work. I mean, he had to have help in what he wouldn't what he did to me. I mean, he's not doing it himself. He's got a lot of his little uh, yeah. workers for doing his dirty work. But anyhow, uh, so Trump had fired him, and uh, and um, uh, Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, tried to get him back in again. Uh, and um, apparently, there was uh, he was being investigated. 
Uh, and yes. that had to do with the, the Somalian um, um, issue. Remember the remember the yes. Somalian terrorists in yes. Minnesota? Oh, that was all the entrapment work again of Luger. Uh, the only terrorist, and I followed the I followed the lawsuit, or I followed the case, and sat in court. And they, oh, I can honestly tell you that the only terrorist that I saw in the courtroom was Luger and the judge. Yeah. And um, but here he, so what had happened then is. Uh, published here on March 23rd, okay? It came out. It wasn't even up a week. And uh, they, the DOJ, and this is Mer, uh, Merrick Garland, he appointed him back to the U.S. attorney here for Minnesota. <laughs> my oh, book my came God. down immediately, immediately. So I just have to find new ways now to to market my book. Yeah. Well, on with um, uh, Coleman, and then you mentioned Amy Klobuchar. Um, yeah. Now her father was big in politics, and she was a Democrat. And they thought, well, she, you know, she'd get her in there, and she'd really do some. And she, and this, I think, is she was a perfect example of what we keep telling people, Marlena, that yeah, there is no division in parties in politics except out here in the public. Behind the scenes, they're all working together. They're on the same. Absolutely. They have fights over what they want, but it's because of the money involved. Who's going to get the money that's involved? Sure. And that's where the division basically comes up. But she came out. She was a dud from the get-go. And people and not only that, Klobuchar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But not only that, she was, she was, you know, representing herself to be this big uh, – uh, in favor of uh, fighting discrimination, my gosh, you yeah. know what she was doing with her court cases? She was the one that was basically discriminating against uh, the people of color. And in yeah. fact, when she was running for president, the, she was booed off the stage. <laughs> yes. That's when, yes. She, that's when she gave up and, and uh, you know, and stepped back and let Biden come forward. But that is the absolute yeah. truth. She's, uh, you know, here is somebody that's be um, colorblind, and here she's yeah. she's one of the worst discriminatory attorneys yeah. out there. Yeah, she was real uh, two-faced about so many things. Yeah. And like yeah. I say, no spine. She and Coleman made a good pair. She, They both, you know, could maybe <laughs> well, held well, each other up because neither one of them had a backbone. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. He was a Republican. (laughs) Right. uh, Yeah, and she was a Democrat. Yeah. Supposedly, there's this big divide. No, the warring parties, they're not warring. Just like you people out here in the public are warring. Inside, behind these closed doors, these people are all buddies. And they're all working on the same things. And it's all, it's like I keep telling people, when they come out and say it was a bipartisan vote, it passed by a bipartisan, all that means is, Three Republicans voted no that should have voted yes, and three Democrats that should have voted yes voted no. There's a stage show. It yeah. was all prearranged. Yeah. Exactly. And then we say, exactly. yeah, it was, it was passed bipartisan. No, it was passed because you people are crooked as hell. And, um, yeah, it, but it just, you know, and Marlena, I don't understand what happens to these people when they get into office. What happens? It's, it's money. It's like their whole, it's money. You know, yeah. It's money. Yeah. 
I mean, it seems like everything today is about money. I mean, it's about money when it comes to uh, chips. I mean, when we look at, at our chips a situation for child protective, uh, agency, uh-huh. and this was supposedly the program was supposed to be allegedly to help to help the children. Uh, and yeah. However, what, is, what has happened now? This ha- was into the 1974 Chips Act under the yeah, 1997 Adoption and Family Act, where chips agencies were granted. Now this was this was counties. I'm talking about counties and state. Four to six thousand dollars for every child that is removed from their home yes. and placed with a complete stranger. And additionally, yeah. they get a twenty million dollar bonus if it exceeds the average number of um, adoptions yes. from, from the previous year. So clearly, it's a child snatching epidemic paid for with taxpayers' yeah. dollars. Yes, well, it is, and this is what we talk about a lot. We've been commodified. Um, yeah. They're buying and selling our children. They're yeah. kidnapping and isolating and robbing the elderly. And nobody has any value right. except what can be exchanged at the bank. Right. And um, well, that's... But I, I keep telling people when the government refers to the common population as their biggest product and commodity, their greatest resource, you need to check yourself. They are just told you something there, how they view you. And what you you are money to them. What can they do to get yeah. money out of you or because of you? But, well, um, everything is about the money, like you said, with yes. the seniors. I mean, this as a guardian ad litem, and uh, for when I would advocate for children and uh, the elderly uh, and vulnerable adults, I found out exactly what was going on behind closed doors. And yeah. what, I mean, and they set up these conservatorships. And basically, since the conservator has discretion as to how the money is to be allocated, it usually ends up in the pocket, in his pocket, or the pocket of the judge. So guardianships and conservatorships are the perfect crimes. A judicial process that preys on the elderly by stealing their assets legally. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, they're not even judges that do it. We talk about this a lot. These are hearing examiners, ministerial clerks, mm-hmm. and they have yeah. no judicial authority. But these these tribunals were set up specifically to avoid yeah. the civil and criminal courts, the state laws, um, the common law. They don't they don't work with the law, and they'll tell you that we don't. This we, it's it's statute, regulation, code, all created most of it by the bar associations. I still maintain. The best thing we could do for us as a whole is bust up these bar associations. But Marlena, yeah, when, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just waiting for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, what you know, the thing is, you what happened once this was over? Uh, well, at least temporarily. What happened? What did they do to you next? Oh, just he. But I wanted to say before I move on with that, I wanted to state that I mean, for listeners out there, you know, it sounds. Yeah, I am definitely critical about what's happening in my country. It's because I love my country, and I am trying to uh, to uh, you know essentially state vehemently how much I love the country, worse than all, and I'll never stop 
fighting for my country. Yeah. However, I just as vehemently reject the uncivilized and criminal conduct by the establishment, including yes. the corrupted legal system that has rendered America lawless. But anyhow, yes. you know, we're, and, and right at this point, the rule of law is not applied equally and sometimes not at all, uh, depending the color of your skin, sex, position of power, wealth, political affiliation, just to name a few. But when you ask me now as to what happened after that, after they stole uh, my uh, property in Lake St. Croix Beach, at the point in time there was, uh, it was valued about $4 million. Today it's valued about between 9 and $10 million. But it didn't end there. I mean, they took everything. I was left homeless. Uh, too ashamed to go to my my family or friends. I just packed my bag and uh, went to Mexico. I figured I can, I can work any place. In fact, Mexico never asked me to bring a man. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just gave me a real estate license. They didn't ask me to bring a man like they did in Hastings, Minnesota. <laughs> oh wow! But yeah. And it just went from there. I mean, I also had uh, the nonprofits that I was a CEO. Uh, it was called Operation Brotherhood. And as a CEO, uh, it was my position to buy properties as investment because they started out, it was, an, it was a woman's club from California. And so they had well over $600,000 in just cash. So I was to buy the properties and invest, which I did, uh, and almost doubled it in one year. And guess who found me? Andrew oh, no. Luger. Luger. Yeah, Luger. Yeah. And there again uh-huh. he started, and, and his favorite spot was with the bankruptcy court. He used the bankruptcy court working with the U.S. attorneys in Arizona and stole everything, the the cash wow. in the bank, the half a million dollars and the properties. And it just, and what happened is I was using money from another nonprofit of mine to try to bail it out, to save it. But there's nothing I could do because they just took it yeah. all. And it was done under the DOJ, Department of Justice. This is what yeah. I find just so horrific that when they can do the crime right under the highest uh, law enforcement agency in this country and get by with it. Yes. But it didn't. It didn't end there. It didn't end there. There's another. There was another house in California. Same thing. Using the bankruptcy court, uh, and I also had. But now this is over twenty year time span. I mean, when I I'm sick, I'm I'm being threatened. I mean, it just. I can't. I it just too long of a story to go as to all the things this monster did to me. Uh, And some of those, it's still, I can't even talk about it today. But uh, I was, when uh, when I was in Mexico, though, I did start over. I I formed another real estate called Alci de Mexico in Puerto Penasco. And I bought myself a beautiful two-bedroom, two-bath condo right on the Sea of Cortez. Wow. Uh, and it was valued about $400,000. All of a sudden, one day, I'm getting a notice that i got to get out. 
I got to get out at the at the time it was valued about four hundred thousand, and all I could rescue out of it was a hundred grand if I could just leave, just leave. And it's you know it. it after that, I just got, became. I started you know writing. In fact, I wrote a second. My first book was written in uh, two thousand eight, called Marlena's Journal, telling it like it is in Minnesota, not so nice. That book, too, yeah. was also banned, okay? So I don't know yeah. <laughs> what made me think that yeah. I could be successful with this one, right? But anyhow, so I just started writing and, and became more active uh, in uh, in various various groups uh, from Minnesota and just all around this country. And uh, yeah. that's what's kept me busy, just writing and, and work, doing my activism. But the, it took a lot. It took me almost three years to do this last book because it kept yeah. coming down. I mean, my, yeah. my Internet, uh, everything just was being crashed constantly. So it was three years right. to write it all. Yeah. And here I am. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Well, and that's the thing, too. Uh, Amazon, you know, um, I think I had told you. Um, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci, was absolutely yeah. blowing up on Amazon. Amazon pulled it down. They yeah. opened up their own publishing company, and they're selling the book themselves through their own publishing company. They've sold over a million copies. Yeah. And so I hope somebody at Amazon is squirming in their seat um, because that is just unbelievable. And um, But it just... This censorship uh, that is growing day by day, uh, posts being yeah. taken down. I've had memes taken down. Uh, yeah. The fact checkers checked it and it wasn't true. Well, the fact checkers yeah. turn out to be a bunch of people in China who yeah. base it on their opinion. There isn't any fact checking yeah. to it. And yeah. uh, but the but the constant censoring and just like your site, my site. Mm-hmm got attacked. I survived it. My webpage on yeah. Facebook was taken down. I had over 7,000 people on there and all of a sudden yeah. it just disappeared. And um, yeah. they came back, Marlene, with a thing about in order to prove that it was my page, they wanted my medical records. They, <laughs> yeah. they wanted all of this different library records, this, that, and something else. Yeah. And until I sent it to them, you know, I couldn't get my, so I just opened yeah. another one. And, uh, but this is what they do to us. And the thing is, we cannot say a word, write a word. We can't do anything yeah. that isn't being logged and tracked somewhere. And uh, yeah. someone had said to me, well, why would they do this? Well, it's in that big data collection center in Utah that they built here about seven, eight years ago. And all it is is computers, and it collects everything. Every word you write, every word you say, you have no private communications yeah. well, whatsoever. Absolutely. Yeah. We forget and what Ed Snowden told us how many years ago, yes. 20 years ago. <laughs> yes. We yeah. didn't listen. We weren't hear, listening to him, were we? <laughs> no, we should have listened to him. And uh, Yeah. And they've done everything they could to um, turn him into a bad guy, but they just can't get it done. And mostly because well, his no, predictions, in, what he said. Yeah, go ahead. No, he, well, he's in Russia. He's in Russia because yeah. the government was going to charge him with uh, um, exposing government secrets. Well, I don't think he yeah. exposed government secrets. He exposed government corruption is what he exposed. Yes, exactly, exactly. 
And he told you how they were doing it, how they were going to do absolutely. it in the future. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, and, uh, you know, you have to, when it comes to whistleblowers, I get tired of people not supporting these people. They put yeah. everything on the line, just like you. You put everything yeah. on the line to do the right thing. Yeah. And you're yeah. the one that gets destroyed. You lose everything. And uh, it, it's just, if if you can't get a hint from that uh, and support these, I see they got another bill out, too. It's supposed to expand and strengthen the whistleblower's laws. I haven't gotten through the whole thing, but you can be sure the devil is in the details. Um, yeah, there's thing. no such you thing. There's, there's yeah. no because yeah. that's when I when I blew the whistle. That's when it ended for me and any kind of any anything that I did. Like I said, whenever I thought I was going to see a paycheck, Andrew Luger was at the other end collecting it, and it was done well, through wow. the Department of Justice bankruptcy department. He would file voluntary bankruptcy on my corporations. Now go figure that one. <laughs> How could he do? Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 They he um, did. Uh, we see. We tangled with the um, DOJ in 2019 over guardianship, and I had several conversations with a woman there whose last name was Bacon, and she kept trying to refer me to someone that we absolutely don't have any. Uh, business with because we know better and but they absolutely and, and we kept saying why won't you do it they're operating in full view they're right under everybody's nose they're doing this out in the open they're robbing people blind and they're locking them up they're mm-hmm. isolating them which is against the law in every state yeah. and yet they do yeah. it daily and we're going back and forth back and forth and back and forth well they came out with the elder justice and protection act Honest to God, if I'd have been in the same room with them, I'd have smacked every one of them in the face. Um, yeah. They never mentioned guardianship. Never mentioned it. Down at the bottom of the, in fact, what it did was it provided funding, uh, more funding and empowerment to all of these agencies that we were fighting. And um, so uh, what they, oh, I, I get mad even thinking about this. And um, yeah. it just so do I. <laughs> yeah, uh, down at the bottom of this bill, it had a little box that said this had been handed over to, and I can't remember who the agency was now, to rewrite um, laws on guardianship. Well, you can't. Oh, it was the House had ceded yeah. DOJ the authority to write legislation, model legislation on guardianship. I blew up. I said it went after the house, and I said you cannot do. You are constrained. The only place bills can originate is in the house. No one else. You cannot delegate this power to another person or agency or someone else. You can't do this. Well, the thing was, they had no intention of doing it anyway. This was just a handoff, and they just let it drop. But there is no help at the DOJ, and even your state, um, you know, your attorney generals and all that, they won't do anything. They will not well, do a damn thing. One, I had them and the one in the in D.C. both tell me almost verbatim, you're operating under the delusion that we're here to protect you, and we are not. We are here to protect the state from you. Really? What was I doing? Yeah. You know? Well, wasn't the whistleblower law to protect? Do you see something 
say something? Well, I did, and I landed in jail. <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, you well, guys were racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It just, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I get angry thinking about that. I really do. And um, But we've seen other bills come out, too, Mar- uh, Marlena, that I call them fluff and buff bills. They don't fluff actually <laughs> mention, yeah. They don't actually address the problem. They don't mention guardianship. They don't, you know, anything of any consequence. And um, there is nothing, there's no crime unless it's by a member of the family or public, uh, which, of course, excludes everybody in the court, in the tribunal. And um, But it's apparently if you're an officer of the court, it's okay to do these things. But if you're a family member out in the public, then it's a crime. And uh, they'll blow that all over the news media and everything, but they won't when these terrible predators, you know, get caught up. They, you can't hardly get them to, to write a story about it, to even talk about it. But I notice they all avoid using the word guardianship. And as long as you don't cite it specifically, there's no crime. There's no crime. And uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So when did you, where did you go from there? Well, uh, like I said, I was uh, working on on doing the book and doing a lot of activism, uh, spending time with my family, but it was mostly um, still fighting uh, fighting one uh, court case after the other. That didn't cease. There's just one after the other. In fact, Mm -hmm. right now what I'm fighting is I did, uh, I don't know, I, uh, I did tell you that, uh, or maybe I didn't, that I was assaulted. So uh. there's that that case that I'm working on, and uh, the judge, a Hennepin County judge, has refused to allow me to present any evidence. <laughs> how, wow. how does that, how, what does that do for your due process under the Constitution? <laughs> yeah. Well, we see very little of that anywhere. And um, it is who assaulted you, or can you say? Well, yeah, I was. Well, we want to leave something for the for the people to buy my book, don't we? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened. Is I was lured, I was lured into the emergency room on the pretext that I needed a blood draw. There was no blood draw. They put an IV, a doctor and a nurse put an IV on my re- uh, right arm and injected me with seven vials of some sort of toxic uh, poisoning because I got sick immediately. Uh, I oh, mean, foaming at, the, foaming at the mouth, at the my everything. The room got dark. I mean, I couldn't even walk. This lasted for over a year. Uh, oh, I wow. went to the, this was at the University of Minnesota. And yes, I don't mind mentioning their names. It's Dr. Volge, Nicola Volja and Michael Rendell, the nurse. They still work today at the University of Minnesota. Nothing has been done. They've not primed. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But yeah, uh, wow. I, so I went and I had uh, 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 forensic pathologist do testing and he found that uh, there was an extreme amount of heavy metals and pesticides so they but they didn't know what the other six vials were so okay who knows 
But yeah, yeah, I mean, and then the the Mayo Clinic found that I suffered multiple strokes uh, and uh, neurological uh, transmittal issues and cranial nerve damage. So yeah, so I've been I've been sick. I've been basically down. This is this took place May. Third, 2019. So, I mean, I've just been trying to recover from all of that, and it's just, it's been, and since then, I've also developed now um, an uncurable neurological disease, and so wow. my days are numbered, I'm afraid, but I keep on, I keep on fighting and persevering because I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, and you have to wonder, Marlena, behind all of this, what is it that's actually at stake? There is something here. That it's like I talk about Ukraine. That piece of land over there has been fought over so many times. There is something yeah. there. And I feel the same way. It's something we don't know about, but there is something there people are wanting to have control of. And... This is what's happening here. There is something else here that we haven't yet discovered, you know, accidentally tripped up on. Uh, there is something else in play here. I, I told you this afternoon when we talked, I consider this what's happened, especially over the last two years, as an attempted genocide of the elderly. Yeah. They want rid of us so bad. They want rid of us so well, bad. That's, and that's what I want to ask the question. Was it was it euthanized? Were they euthanizing me because I'm a senior, or was I targeted for for my whistleblowing? Both. You know, but the point is the government is covering it up. I mean, yes. nobody's punished. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Health is covering it up. So is Blue Cross Blue Shield. So is Medicare. So is the state uh, U.S. Attorney uh, General uh, Keith Ellison. So, yeah, what is going on? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. People say, oh, all those people couldn't be involved. Oh, yeah, they can. And see, and they yeah. have to, like these insurance companies, they have to go along with the program or they'll be out of business. Yeah. They'll make yeah. sure they're out of business, and they know it. And uh, Or they might owe back taxes that, you know, they're getting a relief on. Yeah. It could be any number of things. Uh, and for some of them, it's just the absolute power that they crave and just, you know, absolutely yeah. wallow in. Um, but there's just like all this stuff that's gone on, there is something else. There is an undercurrent here that we haven't discovered yet. I think if we knew what was really driving everything, it would probably scare most of us to death. Um, I keep thinking about a program I ran across um, here some years ago that the CIA developed. It's called Operation Moonbeam. And they talk about people's religious beliefs and how ridiculous they are. And that when they get ready to make their final move, that they're going to make it appear that Jesus, you know, for here in the United States, is walking down from the heavens telling them to comply. That's all he wants is for them to comply. This is the right thing. They said, when they testified in front of Congress about this, they anticipated fully half of the population would drop over dead from fear. And the other half would just do what they were told. They tested this out on Afghani prisoners. And they made it uh, appear that Muhammad appeared in their cell. This is very lifelike. And 
told them to tell whatever they knew and all this, and many of them died of fright right on the spot. And I told people at the time, Marlena, that they were cheering the bombing and the everything else. Yeah, I get them. Yeah, uh, you're looking at your future there. They're going to bring this home and use it on you. This is just a practice run. Oh, they would not. Well, here we are. Here we are. Um, but I think the the time, effort, and money expended in developing this terrible stuff to use against people uh, is absolutely frightening that anybody would even sit around and think about this stuff, much less bring it to life. I think that's – sorry, I've got a message here, and someone's saying this sounds like something out of La La Land. Well, apparently you haven't been paying attention too much because these kind of things that Marlena is enduring go on constantly, constantly. That's what whistleblowing is all about. These people are blowing yeah. the whistle and telling you this is what's happening. This is what they're doing. And they can't all be lying. And why would they anyway look at what's at stake their whole life, their whole life? And um, look at the, you know, it's like those all those naturopaths that are in Florida uh, who came out against these vaccines and everything else. And over one summer and fall, 15 of them ended up floating in the river. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. You're a conspiracy theorist if you think something happened. What, did they all go to the river and fall in at the same time? What happened? Uh, you know? Did, your, did your, your, your audience or whoever wrote that this is all La La Land, what were they referring to as La La Land? Well, did apparently what we're talking about here tonight. Um, <coughs> Jethro, come on back. You know who I'm talking about there. Um, come on back and tell these specific, be specific. What are you talking yeah. about? And, um, right. and the other thing is, too, it's just like with Marlena. She comes with piles of documentation and evidence, kept meticulous records of everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not but only not that, of course, that. Every, yes. everything that I am saying, do you think I would be saying it if I didn't have it documented by court records and evidence that I could prove? Yes. Do you know what could happen to me if if yes. if this were were uh, found that that I was just blowing a lot of hot air like this guy said La La Land? No, this is happening, folks. Pay attention. You know yes. what I've found is that I found myself, you know, abandoned by my own attorneys, politicians, judges, and police. The very people that are supposed to be protecting you, even some of your uh-huh. own family and friends, abandoned yes. you as being crazy. Or you must yes. have done something wrong to warrant such yes. treatment. Or you even might be a little crazy mentally off, because what you're describing is so unbelievable and such a blatant right. contradiction to a civilized society that what we believe yes. was our inalien rights for safety and security are not there, period. They're right. not there. And I've right. agonized, uh, Marty, as to the question as to whether or not I could have done something different to have prevented the attacks made upon me. Yes, I could. Have I liked what a lot of people are doing, just minding their own business, just looking watch their, watch their brothers and sisters suffer and not do anything about it. Well, that's not how I was raised. I was raised right. to believe that you love your brother and sister and you do whatever you can to help them. And yeah, and, and <laughs> there's few of us left. 
um, yeah. You know, it's it's like doing these shows and uh, other things that I do. People, my granddaughter said to me, she said, "Nanny, why do you do this stuff? You don't get paid." <laughs> and I think that in itself was a statement because she's already yeah. in the mindset you don't do anything unless somebody hands you money. Yeah. And yeah. I said I have well, to do what I believe. Well, more important than yeah. money. Yeah. More important things than money. And I and I said I mean, I'm ahead. sorry. Go I ahead. was just going to say, whoever this gentleman is, I'd like to educate and enlighten him. I'm not out here, you know, just to blow my whistle, keep on blowing. I'm here to educate and enlighten the people as to what yeah. the hell is going on behind closed doors of our agencies that taxpayer money is being funded with. Yes. This is one of the things I have pointed out repeatedly about whistleblowers, and they name a public official who if if the this case is strong enough if they can bring enough to make it look like that person is going to get prosecuted they encourage them and allow them to resign from yeah. their position so they can keep all their benefits yeah. they you can go ahead yeah. and charge them after that but wait yeah. till they resign uh, this is what Fauci's doing yeah. he's he yeah. just issued his resignation and uh, because they're going to start an investigation on him well that's about 20 30 years late but um there and you know that's not going to go anywhere. Uh, too many people got their fingers in the pie, but it, sure. it looks good to the public, you know. And um, they're going to make him the scapegoat, but he's going to come out, you know, rolling in dough anyway. So it doesn't make any difference to him, and nothing's going to happen to him. And wait a minute, Jethro just came back here. I'm calling him Jethro because that's what he is. Oh, he <laughs> says, Miss Oakley, I've listened to several of your shows. He said, um, you're a N lover, and that's all that needs you're to be what? said. I just used you're the N word. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's just that right there speaks to his ignorance right there in that there comment. It does. You know, yes. Yeah, you know what? God made everybody black, white, and I mean, even made purple if he does. I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. understand where this kind of ignorance comes from. Yeah, I, I was really asking, don't. what the what the hell blew up in your head? Yeah. At what point in yeah. time that made you think you were better than somebody yeah. else because of the color yeah. of your skin or lack thereof? Yeah. And and I know, went, what happened? Yeah, to and you? I went to jail yeah. for it. I went to jail yeah. for for refusing to evict a black family. Yeah. And it just and but that's know. just Jethro. I think I know who Jethro is, and. uh but we'll we'll deal with him another time. And by the way, but well, don't bother coming back because we're not going to bring you up again. You're too stupid for us to talk to. Anyway, <laughs> no. I guess you told him, Marty. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we just can't be bothered with stupid. And um, okay. Anyway, so when, when and you were talking about this Luger going through bankruptcy court. How in the hell could he go through bankruptcy court and take your stuff? That's what they did. See, what they did is they had, it's a very, I, I can't, you know, go into the detail of it because it's too complicated. But what they did I, on that, I own 15 acres of raw land that I did, and the city basically made me develop the land before they give me any building permits. So I put in the I put in the roads, the lights, the, the sewers, everything. And what they did then after I had the complete 
complete development made and already started building some of the uh, the, the twin homes. Uh, what they did then is file a, a voluntary uh, bankruptcy against some of my properties and foreclosed on them. In other words, what they did is they took over the association, even though I still, as the declarant, I own most of the land, and so I still have full rights and, uh, to the association. Well, what, what two of the buyers of my buyers happened to be the city planners. Now, who recruited who, I don't know. But anyhow, they basically, uh, with Luger, he appointed another uh, law firm because they didn't want, he didn't want his name involved in this. So they brought in another law firm. And what they did is filed a, um, a bankruptcy. It's called, I can't remember. It's a voluntary bankruptcy. So in other words, they're falling in my filing on my behalf in bankruptcy court claiming that they own my property. That's what they oh, did. Oh, wow. And again, we've got a crooked federal judge at a bankruptcy court that did exactly that. Gave her my land and my property. One piece. I mean, there were, there were a totally 26 lawsuits that, that Luger um, created, and that was not only uh, in Minnesota. 13 were Minnesota, and 13 were between Arizona and California. That's Jiminy how he stole. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Even though his name wasn't on a lot of the a lot of the the lawsuits, he had he had uh, hired other attorneys to do it because the Jeez. the the yeah the after a while you get to know by the writing uh, who is behind it. I mean, and, and it was Luger all over the place. Yeah. It was his DNA. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and you wonder how people get in, and I wonder if they don't get into these positions that they're in simply by their willingness um, to do these kind of things. Because I don't think the normal person could. And... Um, uh, I, I just, I, I don't know, Mar Marlena, I just, I don't know where we're going to end up as a country. The law is not the law, only unless they no. can use it against you. And yeah. um, so it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Where do we well, go from here? Well, I think they can write, buy the book and read all about it. Well, tell them how I to buy the book. It's it's a must-read true story for every American, and I suggest that Jethro even buy one. I'm attempting to enlighten and, like I said before, educate the American public. America's crying out to be saved from its bureaucratic traitors. I mean, the rigging of our judiciary, our courtroom corruption on steroids affecting the lives of every American. And the book also exposes the bureaucratic corruption at every level of government. The who, mm -hmm. the how, the what, and the why are three branches yeah. of government to sanitize one another's crimes, just like you said, Marty. It's all in yeah. the book and how they do it. Yeah. So how can they get your book? Okay. Since, like I said, I'm hearing that from 
folks that they're having trouble getting the book from both Amazon and Barnes and Noble, I suggest that uh, the book is fourteen ninety nine, uh, and um, if they would just uh, write a check for for the fourteen ninety nine, and I'll pay the taxes and the shipping. Send it to Truth Out Publishers, and it's P.O. Box 10612, White mm-hmm. Bear Lake, Minnesota, 55109. Okay. Should I repeat that okay. or my email? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. You go, go with the email. Um, the thing is, um, okay, I'll talk to you about that after the show about getting a cash app or paypal put on there so they can order directly and get paid directly yeah 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 because what had happened is when the book came down so did my website (laughs) and and the account that i already had set up so i've got i'm in the process of of redoing it again the website and 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 a way you can pay uh directly to the uh, to the uh, to the publishing company yeah, but it's like okay. I said, it's having to do all this all over again. So, yeah. but the op, the the email also is operbro at AOL. That's O like an Oscar, P like in Peter, E like an Edward, R like in Rabbit, B like in Boy, R like in Rabbit, and O like an Oscar at AOL.com. Okay. All right, I got that I think yeah, I got it um, in the promo. Well, but it's just, yeah, well, what? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say um, I have been amazed over the last five years, particularly, at the number of books that have come out by just average people uh, like yourself, um, exposing corruption, especially in the court systems, and it. it yeah, there is no justice there. There, there is none, and the Supreme Court of the United States to me is just as worthless as tits on a boar. Um, they just absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, they can put you in jail for that one, Marty. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, they're going to have to feed me. They're not going to like that. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, you know they 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 they're supposed to they really have only one mandate over ever did and that is to compare the law that's in dispute that's brought against them to the constitution and yeah. if it isn't um, constitutional it's a no deal and that was all really all they're supposed to do but they actually pass laws they uh, I always bring up uh, Roberts in his ruling opinion on Obamacare, and he said since the government had the right to tax, they do not. Um, they, they that the bill was constitutional, but that was never the question. The question was, can the government control trade in the state? No, couldn't force the states to do anything. So they have to pay them bribery money, they call funding, Mm -hmm. and then they have to sign the contract agreeing to the business plan, Mm -hmm. and then they can operate in the state. Otherwise, they can control trade between the states, but not within the states. But he wouldn't address Mm -hmm. that at all, but it was one of the most twisted, convoluted, messed up legal writings I have ever seen. Uh, And these things are done this way intentionally. 
because the average person out there starts reading this and thinks, what? I'm not reading this. Uh, it's just so yeah. messed up and, and convoluted, like I say. Um, they just And it's intentionally done that way. It's just like laws being written. You can't make heads or tails. You can find one or two things in a law that passed that will be of any benefit to the public. You're doing good. The rest of it is well, a bunch of gobbledygook. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't even think I don't think they even know what the hell they're writing about. I mean, for, yeah. let's take the tips the tips program for one. It's supposed the way it's written. It's supposed to help uh, help uh, counties and states uh, with reallocating children that were abused. Well, that's not what's being done with that program. It's yeah. it's uh, basically a money making proposition for the yep. for the uh, for the uh, county and the state. And children yes. are being removed illegally. I've seen it yes. myself as a guardian at Lightham. It's just heart wrenching to see these kids yep. just ripped from their from their parents' arms and they think, well, you know, that uh the the uh attorney is gonna help them. No, it's not the case because you know, quite often uh the attorneys are all part of the rig system. And yes. others with good intentions yes. are fearful of losing their license if they speak up. So silence prevails because it's all about the money and not about the best interest of the child as required by law. Well, and and see, we've seen this several times. You get an attorney that actually does their job, the rest of his union will turn on him. They'll print false stories mm-hmm. about them. They'll jerk their license, shut down their business. Mm-hmm for actually defending or representing their client. That wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to happen. You were, we told you what we were doing, and you, you broke rank. And, um, but we've seen several of them just absolutely decimated for actually trying to represent their client. Um, it just, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it might have been a glorious, uh, what do I want to say, business job career to begin with but it is not anymore and um they're held in such disrespect that you know i think only second well, to the judges yeah well if you if you can't if you if you no longer can respect the judges uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are many, many good judges, and there are a lot of people, I mean, a lot of uh, even attorneys. But you know what? Uh, it's just they are they are the rarity because it just seems mm-hmm. like everything that, you know, when you can't, when you can no longer trust a judge, I mean, that's so blatantly corrupt. Yes. And the same thing with the Justice Department. I mean, where do you look to then for justice? That's my question. And I think that's a question on the minds of a lot of Americans today because more and more they're finding out what is taking place behind closed doors. But, you know, it's like you said, what are they supposed to do about it? You can't do it by yourself. No, and... People become so frightened, and when you see what happens to whistleblowers, how yeah. everything is done to destroy them, and this can go on for years past the time their case actually is over, if you can ever call it over, but it, yeah. it goes on, they'll prevent them from getting work, they, the family is destroyed, we've seen marriages fall apart, you know, people bankrupted and everything, trying to fight this system, and yeah. you have to understand well, that I you've got the whole federal... Trip. 
Yeah. Yes. Well, I got death yes. threats. In fact, you know, when when uh, my book first came out, uh, my uh, the Facebook came down, and well, somebody came onto my Facebook page and told me that I'm being monitored and followed, and that if I don't stop doing what I'm doing, that they're going to kidnap and kill me. I said, "Oh, come and kidnap me!" I said, "I got a bullet waiting for you with your name on it." Never heard from there him you again. <laughs> there you go. Well, and we've got people that report um, where they use bright lights and shine them in the windows of their house. And mm-hmm. I had one lady send me videos she took in her home where they're outside her house. They're beating on her doors, beating on the windows. They got bright lights. I'm telling her, come out, come out. We want to talk to you. And she's scared to death. And she said, they do this to me all the time. And I've heard this from several people that they do this, yeah. you know, like gang stalking. Who's actually yeah. out there, you don't know. But it could well be yeah. the sheriff's department. And um, it, so you just have no idea. But I say, what whistleblowers go through in order to expose the actual wrongdoing, I think, is a statement about how far down the tubes we've come as a country. Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah. People say, oh, they only did it for the money. There's few, if any of them, actually ever see a dime. It's always taken by the attorneys if they get anything at all. I haven't seen a penny yet. I mean, and you know what the thing is that you get so traumatized and beat up. Uh, that, I mean, it's beyond sometimes what I think a human mind is built for. You can't handle it. Yes. And, but still, you know, there are those that persevere and, and continue on because they're fighting for, fighting for yeah. their country and their family. Uh, and, right. you know, and the thing is, I find myself, you know, attempting to navigate in, in uncharted waters. And, and there's no platform to seek help because there's no yeah. precedent. To such savagery right. and incivility. Yeah. I mean, anything by poisoning it's, an activist America to cover it up? I mean, this is unbelievable. What do you do? What do you yeah. do with that? Yeah, exactly. Um, and you talk about this poisoning and what they're doing too. Also, is um, 5G. It is not there to make YouTube download faster. Get a clue here. 5G is a retrofitted military weapon, just like the smart meter on your house. And they can target you specifically with it. And now they're using these do weapons, directed energy weapons. And I honestly think, Marlene, I honestly think that this whole COVID hoax, and it was, there was no pandemic. People were getting colds or getting the flu, and we just gave it a different name. But it was the excuse for taking out a lot of elderly people for one thing. But it was also, I believe, and I firmly believe this, was to cover up the testing on the public of this these do weapons. Because many people, even private individuals, companies have them, have this ability and they are totally unregulated. They don't even they won't even mention the word. And um but this is what you know, remember down in Cuba, the Havana syndrome? It's something mm-hmm. hit all those guys that were down there. And this is what it yeah. was, was a do weapon, you know. They did this to a Russian ambassador in New York. They got in a hotel room across from his and hit him with one of these things. The man had a heart attack and died. And, um, but they, they do all kinds of stuff to people. And I think a lot of this, that's what this was, to cover up the fact that people, and the idea that the elderly were targeted, course scares the bejesus out of me 
And then they went into nursing homes with this so-called vaccine and killed off people left and right. And uh, But we're not supposed to think anything. And I keep telling people this virus, it was no virus, they've never even found one, um, miraculously or serendipitously showed up in Washington State, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Washington, D.C., and Houston, Texas, all within 24 hours. That tells me somebody was planting something or they were using something. And this supposedly set this whole thing in motion. But, you know, you talked about, like, your land being taken, your business being. We see Mm -hmm. this happen over and over again to people. And Mm -hmm. that everything is stripped from them based on the flimsiest of reasons or no reason at all other than somebody else wanted what you got. And, yeah. um, well, mine was retaliation and, for exposing, you know, the discrimination. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you talked about, too, we talked about, like, uh, them bringing in the Somalis to Minnesota. Minnesota has the right. largest Somali population in the country, and they bring more in every January, 1,000 to 2,000 more in every January. It makes me think of Stalin during the Holodomor and in the Ukraine, imagine that. And he was ferreting in poor people from surrounding countries, the unemployed, criminals, all of that, bringing them into the country. He's treating them like they're the chosen child. But the Ukraines, he starved 20 million of them to death. And to get what he wanted, he, he seized all the agriculture, if they came anywhere near the grain stores and stuff, they were ordered to shoot, to kill, even children. Um, they had, I've seen some of these posters that survived from that time that said, no matter how hungry you get, do not eat your children. And um, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, that they actually were doing this. And uh, they said there wasn't a leaf on a tree, a blade of grass, uh, bark off of trees. People were starving to death. And cannibalism reared its ugly head. Uh, the need to survive, the desire to survive, will usually override just about anything, as they pointed out there. But we're seeing the same thing happen in our own country. Um, all of these people coming in from south of the border, we don't even know where they're all they're coming from. The people brought in from Somalia. Uh, they stationed them right up at St. Cloud. And every time we knew it, whenever there was going to be a new shipment come in, they started putting up these high-rise apartment buildings. And they were always very nice. And they get this for free. But they keep bringing more and more in. And you talk about somebody that hates us. You just run up against a Somali. They'll tell you in short order they wish we were off the planet. But... um it just, I don't know, everything's crooked. Everything is backwards from what it should be. Everything is backwards from what it should be. Yeah. And just like everything you've talked about, Marlena, everything that you did, you tried to do, uh, your own history points to the fact that, you know, you were a humanitarian. Um, you worked, you know, trying to help people. Uh, yeah. All of that. And... Yet the people who came against you wouldn't throw you a crust of bread if they had it. <laughs> and absolutely you know, not. Do you see what I'm saying? They, they just right. absolutely, they, yeah. 
put it in the trash before they let you have it. And, um, you know, it just, you know, that makes me think up in St. Cloud, I was going into Burger King and there was a veteran out there and he had a sign that he was hungry. And I said, why don't you come in and I'll buy you a sandwich. And so he did. You can tell this guy is just starving to death. We get up to the counter and I said, what do you want? He said, you know, just whatever, you know, he said, just a sandwich. So I ordered him, you know, one of their meal packs. And when the lady brought it over and I paid for it, she said to me, he needs to take this outside and eat it. And <laughs> which I responded, <laughs> he'll sit down and eat in here just like every other paying customer. If you've got a problem with that, call the police. And so everybody, the whole place just went quiet. So we went over, sat down, found a table, and some people got up and left. They were insulted. And uh, good, leave your food because he needs it. And uh, But they actually came and stood to the employees and stared at us. I finally asked them if they wanted a piece of my pie that I had done, but they didn't. Oh, my God. I, I mean, why. to think that this guy was yeah. the sacrifices he made for our country. Yes. And, 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 yeah, that's, yep. that's yep. uncalled for. Yeah, well, I was told as I left I was no longer welcome there. I said, that's good because your food's lousy anyway. And uh, <laughs> but it just, well, it was. And uh, But, you know, it's just like this. People, how people can walk by, see, and not do anything. Yeah. Not, how, yeah. what, what happened to you? But they'll tell you they're a big old Christian. Yes, oh, yeah. They got the Lord oh, on yeah. their heart. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah. Those are the well, those are the people you need my, to watch out for. <laughs> yeah, what my yeah. favorite was, well, you must have done something. What did you do to them? What did you do yes. to them? <laughs> yes. What did I exactly. do to them? <laughs> I told them that the, they are violating the law, the rule of law. Yeah. They didn't like hearing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, exactly. And, uh, and see, and I heard that in the guardianship thing, too, when I was first in it. Well, they must have done something wrong. Well, mm-hmm. what did they do that yeah. made them do that? They didn't do anything. Yeah. But I saw families yeah. destroyed, bankrupted, houses mortgaged yeah. two and three times, tried to bail yeah. mom, dad, or whoever it was out, and yeah. you can't get them out. They will not let them go till they've got every damn last dime. And then usually what they'll do is euthanize them. And, uh, and I, I don't know if you've been able to listen. I've done some shows with Marcia Southwick from NASCA and um, on the selling of body parts. And it was always oh, that's curious. been going on for a long time, but that was, yes. I thought, going on in Colombia, Brazil. Yeah. And, um, well, now what they're doing here, again, this is unregulated. Um, in many of these guardianship cases, when they stripped them of all their rights, except the right to vote, because they take their name and sell their vote, see. But um, they were destroying pre-planned funeral arrangements, getting rid of those. Now, why would you do that? That doesn't even make sense. And then they, when the person passed away, they would tell them that they um, passed a week, but it would be two, three weeks or a month or more later that they would inform them that their loved one had expired. And all we had them cremated, so there's nothing. I mean, you cremated what was left. And um, But they're sectioning up these bodies. A head can bring $7,500. An arm and a shoulder around five grand. But this is what they're doing. And oh, I did an oh interview. Oh, my God. 
with a guy out of Alabama, Barry Taub, and he had been on that short run of uh, whistleblowers on CBS with Peter Van Zandt, and he basically all but accused Mr. Taub of just doing it for the money. He he never got anything. The last I knew, this man was mowing yards and cleaning gutters to support his family. His attorney, of course, got everything. And um, that sounds about but he right. Was a, yeah, he was a mortician, and he worked in a mortuary, and he would prepare bodies for burial. He said, I started noticing they were coming in with um, bones missing, tendons missing. Sometimes they had been eviscerated, organs were gone. He said, I called the man who owned the mortuary and said, look, this is what I'm seeing. He said, well, put PVC pipe in there so it looks like the bone. He said, I'm not doing that. He said, what's going on here? Well, they fired him immediately and, of course, destroyed this man. But they are selling body parts. I tell you, this is a society of ghouls. They, these are ghouls. These are monsters. Um, that guy up in, I think it was, was it Michigan? That doctor that they busted that clinic in here? They found all those jars with baby feet and heads and everything else. And was they that recently? Yeah, it was just here a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, um, but see, it's, he wasn't doing anything illegal, so they got him for some offbeat something or other, like unsanitary. They said there was blood up the walls and all over the floor and everything. And so he got nailed for that, but not for the chopping up of aborted babies. And, um, but yeah, but so we do this. So she's been doing a lot of research on that. But I'm telling you, these people are ghouls. They, grave robbers doesn't even, they, you don't even get to the grave. And um, they're parceling you out, which makes me sick because now they've also found out a way at the tail end of your life when it's all over to even make money off you then. And um, you've got to squeeze every dime out. But it's like you said about, you know, there are, some of them are good. You know, the, for 14, almost 15 years, I have been saying, if you know, not all guardians are bad. Bring me one, just one that isn't, and we'll celebrate them. Just one. I've yet to get that name. And, well, um, I was a good guardian at Lightham. In yeah. fact, I fought well, the system. <laughs> yeah. I really did. I had a, this was a judge in Dakota County. He really got quite angry with me and I just said well you know what the law is that the child is supposed to be reunited with the parent and that's not what's happening here so yeah right he got a little tip with me yeah and they finance I've got someone here saying they do not get paid for yes they do go to um, the Social Security Administration now this isn't any of that they just administer this as isn't actually one of their programs Title 4D, and read it. They get paid to forcibly adopt out, to take and put children in foster homes. They get paid. Child support recovery runs under this. And um, here a few years ago, people were screaming, they had to, Social Security's got to go. They had to fund a billion and a half dollars uh, to keep it. No, that was the title for, for Title 4D, to fund child support recovery. Again, you have to pay the raise, the, um, the bribery to get into the state. And now we've got this child support system that is absolutely so corrupt that it's just nauseating, but it's all funded by the federal government. But um, yeah, so take your nasty little attitude and roll on somewhere else until you've checked it out and you could actually launch an argument with me. Why don't you shut up? 
And um, anyway, <laughs> somebody send, uh, somebody's sending you more nasty notes. <laughs> yeah, you'd think they'd know by now. But um, this is what I'm saying. We, we've we've we are absolutely in the pits. Of, we're supposed to be a civilized society. We've got people coming out of these agencies screaming yeah. bloody murder about the corruption within the agency, what yeah. it's costing taxpayers. And that's another thing. These people in these agencies, like edu- agency heads and stuff, they get nailed in this stuff. We pay for their attorneys. They don't. Yeah. We pay. We pay. And we continue to pay all of their benefits. But we pay for the whole nine yards. It doesn't cost them a damn dime. It's all funded by taxpayers. And, you know, people get a clue here. Get a damn clue here. Um, I just can't, you know, you look at these federal corporations, uh, you know, like USDA, which is probably one of the worst. And they're running neck and neck with the VA. And, uh, but the corruption, the waste of money. Uh, it costs us a fortune to keep these two agencies going. I think they both ought to be dismissed. USDA is a private corporation, so is the actual holding corporation for the VA. They're listed on Dunham Bradstreet. Look them up. Do your own research. Even if I provide it for you, you're going, oh, that's not true. I know how this works. You won't go look because <laughs> then you'd have to admit you was wrong. And um, yeah. But it just... I don't know. I'm getting just a boatload of nasty comments, and um, really, this is not wow. the day to pick on me. I don't feel good, so I'm not near as <laughs> so <are you>. controlled <laughs> as I normally am. Yeah. So, yeah. Are they attacking yeah, you or me? <laughs> yeah, both of us, but mostly me. Both of us. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Jethro well, had his like two cents. No, I, like I said, I would love to, anybody that has any any uh, problem with what I've said, uh, you know what, I will, I will be more than happy to even send you a free copy of my book and, because I feel you need to be educated and enlightened as to what the hell is taking place. You might learn something. Oh, then, I, then I, if you're going to send it out free, then I don't believe nothing you said. Where's my book? No. <laughs> I didn't know it worked like that, girl. <laughs> well, like I said, my intent is to enlighten and educate the American public because so many of them, yeah. they don't have a clue. Yeah. They have no clue what's taking place. No, they don't. But it's just because haven't, they haven't gotten around to them just yet. That was one of the odd things in all of this for me, too. That initially, those first two, three, four years, and hearing, oh, you must have done something wrong. You're crazy. You're this. You're that. And, okay, fine. So go find something else to do. These same people many times came back years later. I didn't believe it when I heard it, but they just did this or they just did that to our family. Don't come to me. I ain't got time for you. And, uh, you know, you need to help us. No, I don't. You must have done something wrong. And, uh, you know, <laughs> no, don't count. No, Mm-mm-mm. you called me names and everything. No, Mm-mm. no, I'm not that big hearted. In fact, I'm not big hearted at all, I don't think. But um, <laughs> I just do what I can. I don't know what that makes me. But we got about 10 minutes left here, Marlena. What would you like to say as we wind up? Well, 
I just think, you know, like I said, that that um, I think that it would be a good thing for people to buy the book because they're going to learn a lot. I believe the, the book Silence, it exposes the vulnerabilities of the judiciary, capacity who abuse their powers uh, to transcend the court process into a criminal enterprise. That is absolute truth, as well as yep. the inability of a three-branch system to provide any checks and balances to prevent such corruption. There's no mistake right. as to the identities of those who are perpetrating these heinous, heinous crime sprees. And I identify these uh, people. I, I identify the culprits. They can lie until their tongues fall off. The court yeah. records show exactly how they capitulated to the wheels of fascism and injustice directed at the American people. Imagine government officials yeah. whose salaries are paid by taxpayer dollars perpetrating these criminal acts against America. It's done in family court corruption where children are stolen from their parents. It's probate court corruption where seniors' whole entire life savings are stolen. It's done in yep. bankruptcy court corruption where government illegally seizing assets. The criminal court corruption where it's racially motivated. And the judge, yep. bottom line, judges are allowing the courts to be used as a criminal enterprise. And, yes. you know, like I said, if anybody wants to question me, like I said, I wouldn't be seeing any of this if I couldn't prove it. Okay, we've got a caller here. Hang on a second. Hi, you're coming in on a blind number. Yeah, my name's this... Joe. And okay. I'm on your, hey, I'm on your description page. Oh, you faded yeah. out there, Joe. Can you hear me? There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. I'm on your description page and the uh, and the link to the whistleblowers. Um, that site doesn't come up. I use two different browsers and um, that site isn't showing up. So can you okay, give I'll get the, that corrected. Uh, okay. Can you I'll give the URL corrected. of the guest uh, if she has a website? Okay. Yeah. Can you give the Marlena? Yes. Yes, do you have a website now that you can go to? Yeah, it's I know not going to be up, probably the next week it'll be up along with the, uh, so that you can order the book and, and pay for it. It'll go directly to the bank account. But I can give you my um, email. You can email me, Joe. Uh, is that the O-P-E-R? Because that's on the description page. The G- yeah, yes. P-R-O at it, yeah. yeah. Right, I'll, I'll check yeah. it out and let you know if... Uh, I'll spell it back to you and see if I, if that one's right. Let's see. It says here. Okay, come on. Scroll, scroll. O P E R B R O at A O L dot com. Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. Are you a whistleblower, Joe, or just a? Listener? I wish. <laughs> You're not a whistleblower. Well, I'm going to teach you how to do that. All right. <laughs> all right. That sounds good. Okay, okay that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted to say. All right. I just wanted to let people know that that website that if they go to it, um, it doesn't open up. Okay, I'll see what I can do about getting that corrected for you. Okay. All right. You Thank what. you for calling. Um, Bye. let me. Let me read it to you and see if the uh, spelling is correct. Maybe that might be the uh, the only problem. It's W H 
I-S-T-L-E-B-L-O-W-E-R, whistleblower. Right. Life.com. Yep. Yep. Well, doesn't open up. Okay. Okay. All right, so. I'll see you. Get it fixed. Okay. Take it easy now. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Joe. Sure. Bye-bye. Well, that's always good to know. And uh, I'll have to see what I can do about that. Um, Yeah, it is. Whoa. He's having trouble there. But anyway, um, we'll see what's going to happen there. This has gone by much, much too fast. And um, yeah, I can't believe it. We've been on here almost an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, know I could talk so much. Yeah, <laughs> and we're going to do more shows with Marlena because there's a lot more here that uh, needs to yeah. come out. Tonight was just a warm up, and um, uh, so we'll go from there. But um, I don't know. It, this is just—I hear so many of these stories. Most of them not as well documented as yours. And, um, but there's just, I, I don't know. There's something we, we've got to do something. I don't know what, but something, um, to get this, to get well, this Well, I stopped. think the problem is we think it when, you know, we think that if we don't, if we're not happy with one particular politician that we're just going to vote them out and get another one. No, what yeah. we're doing is just voting out one crooked snake and bringing in another one. Bottom line, we've got to fix the problem, the issues with our own agency, corruption with the agencies. Yes. So, you know, this doesn't happen anymore. It seems yeah. like the politicians are basically running, uh, you know, and like, for instance, the DOJ, you know, here it yeah. is, a politician here in Minnesota overruling a finding of both racial and gender discrimination and allowing here a politician to run Hermann. Okay. Wow. This is just, yeah. yeah. And, you know, in Minnesota, I was involved in politics, as you know, up there quite extensively for several years. Um, people think it's some humdrum backwoods. You know, we're all a bunch of farmers. That was the wild, wild west of politics up there. Um, it, it, you know, it just it was absolutely scary. Um, yeah, it is. Just it's, how bad it was, you know. And uh, then you got into that German Catholic thing. And um, it just, I, I don't know. I don't know. There, to me... These people, many of them, had an inbred hatred of anybody who wasn't them, and um, it made things quite difficult at times. But yeah. we're down yeah. to the end here, Marlene. I want to thank you for coming on. This has been a great conversation, and um, we'll keep promoting your book, and hopefully okay. we can get something set up there for you. And then I want to have yes. you back on here in a couple weeks or so. Um, we'll okay. bring you back on, and we'll we'll follow up and do some more on this, Okay. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you for inviting right. me, Marty. It was great oh, having this conversation with you. Y- yes, I it was. It. it was good. I did, too. I did, too. And uh, we'll be back. You know we'll be back okay. tomorrow night with the guardianship shows. And huh, then I have the weekend off, everybody, and don't anybody call me. <laughs> they will. They do anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And Jethro... Uh, 
go take a, a pill, do something, okay? Calm down. Uh, you know, I bet you don't have any friends. Uh, you're probably just, like I said, too stupid to talk to. But anyway, everybody have a good evening, and we'll be back. Thanks, Marlena. You too. Take care. Good yeah, night, bye-bye. everybody. Good night.